Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Hi, everyone. If you love the podcast and want to support the show, you can head over to Apple Podcasts to subscribe and leave a review. You can also follow the show on Spotify. It helps so much. Also, be sure to follow the podcast on Twitter at the LCL Pod so you can follow any updates about the podcast. Now, let's get into the episode. Today's story is about a young mother who goes missing in the middle of the night from her home in southeast Washington, D.C. on October 8, 2010. The circumstances of Unique Harris's disappearance are bizarre and terrifying. How does a young mother vanish without a trace from her own home while her children are sleeping in the next bedroom? Is Unique just missing? Or is it possible that she's dead? And where does the case stand now, over 10 years later? I'm your host, Nisa. Welcome to the Lost Crimes Library. Let's examine the mystifying story of Unique Harris. the summer of 2010 and Unique has decided to follow her mother Valencia up north. In 2006, Valencia moved to the Washington DC area and Unique always put her family first. So with her mother now in Washington DC and Unique still back in Virginia, Unique was missing her family. Unique and the father of her two sons, who are named Yuandre and Richard, were broken up for a while now and with her sons approaching school age, she felt like it was the right time to make the move. The plan is for Unique to attend a vocational school while Valencia helps with childcare. Unique wants to become a massage therapist. So Unique packs up everything and moves to Southeast Washington, D.C. For the first few months, Unique and her mother spend lots of time together. They see each other almost every day. On Friday, October 8, 2010, Unique takes her two sons over to her mother's house after school. Unique's grandfather, who is Valencia's father, is visiting from out of town. While visiting her mother, Unique asks her grandfather to give her two sons their fall haircuts. During their visit, the boys receive their haircuts while Valencia and Unique chat. The boys play for a while, and then eventually, Unique tells them it's time to head home. By the time they leave, it's dark outside. Unique doesn't have a car, and Valencia has been on bed rest nursing a broken foot. So Unique's grandfather drives them all home. When they arrive, Unique and the boys head to the apartment and Unique's grandfather, Richard, waits until they've all made it inside safely. Richard knows that Valencia doesn't like the new neighborhood Unique is living in, but with the apartment complex being only five minutes away from Valencia's home, 
Valencia reasoned that it would be best to just let her daughter make her own decisions. If Unique ever needed anything, Valencia was only five minutes away, right? On Saturday night, Unique's grandfather, Richard, calls Unique to see what they're up to. Unique and the boys are having a sleepover with Unique's younger cousin, Tayala Reed. They have plans to pop popcorn and watch movies. It turns out they are already having a blast because Richard can hear them laughing in the background. Before hanging up, Richard talks to his great-grandson and says goodnight. Unique says to Richard, I'll talk to you tomorrow, and hangs up. It's 9 a.m. the next day, and Tiffany Reed receives a phone call from her daughter, Tayala. She tells her mother that Unique is gone. At this point, Tayala and Unique's sons are panicking. Where did Unique go? Tiffany soothes the kids' worries by telling them that Unique probably just went to the nearby convenience store. But when Tiffany calls Unique's phone, it rings and rings and rings, but no one ever answers. Tiffany is stranded across town, so she can't rush over to Unique's place to check on the kids. So Tiffany and Tayala agree to stay in touch until she can make her way over. Tiffany is sure that Unique will be home by 3 p.m., their scheduled pickup time. But when Tiffany arrives at Unique's, she still isn't there. Tiffany calls Valencia right away. Trying not to jump to the worst conclusion, Tiffany and Valencia wonder if Unique just got stuck on a bus while running an errand. Apparently, the buses in the area are known for being unpredictable at times. Still unsure of where Unique is or when she'll be back, Richard heads over to Unique's place to stay with her sons. When Tiffany and Richard ask Tayala and Unique's sons what happened, Tayala informs them that she may have heard a man's voice in the middle of the night, but she also says that it could have just been the television or loud neighbors, and the boys say they heard nothing and saw nothing. According to the kids, Unique put them to bed and they slept soundly through the night. When Richard decides to take the boys over to Valencia's for the time being, he notices something strange, something that may point to the nature of Unique's sudden disappearance. As Richard ushers the boys outside of the apartment, he notices that Unique's purse is hanging on the dining room chair. Not to mention, when Richard looks through the apartment one last time, he notices that Unique's eyeglasses are folded and resting on top of a pillow on the bed. This all seems odd and unsettling to Unique's family. They know that Unique would never abandon her children, but even if she did, they are positive that Unique wouldn't have gone anywhere without her purse or her glasses. You see, Unique has suffered from bad eyesight since fourth grade, and by the time she was in her early 20s, her eyesight was so bad she couldn't even read a bedside clock. So to her family, Unique just couldn't have gone somewhere without her glasses. In this moment, Unique's family begins to suspect that her disappearance is the result of foul play. When Unique's family calls police to tell them that she has disappeared, they are directed to the missing persons unit. Her family must fill out missing persons forms, forms that ask for every detail about the missing person, from identifying features to missing classifications like endangered, juvenile, or involuntary. And although missing person reports typically stay with the missing persons unit, Unique's case was assigned to a criminal unit headed by Joel Maupin of the district's 7th precinct, the same precinct where Unique disappeared from. Joel Maupin explains why they moved her case, saying, quote, 
we felt it would be very odd that she would disappear. There was no indication of any foul play. The place wasn't even disheveled. It wasn't torn up. You do have cases where people just leave, but we didn't feel like that was the situation here. End quote. The circumstances of her disappearance are eerie and spark many questions about what happened that night. Unique's mother, Valencia, begins questioning everything. If someone took Unique, why didn't anyone hear her scream? If she walked out, then why not take her belongings with her? And if her purse and glasses were left behind, why was her cell phone missing? And why did it continue to ring long after the battery should have died? A year passes and Valencia feels like the police aren't doing their best to find Unique. So while she waits, she holds vigils for Unique in front of the apartment where she disappeared. Her grandsons move back to Richmond to live with their father, periodically visiting Valencia. She posts flyers and pictures of Unique around town, hoping that something comes of it all. She visits the storage unit that houses all of Unique's belongings, things stored away for memories or in case she's still out there. Years come and go with still no answers. But in 2017, investigators discover something that cracks the case wide open. A 43-year-old man named Isaac Moy had been interviewed by local authorities numerous times during the investigation, and a GPS monitor that he had been wearing at the time confirmed that he was at Unique's apartment complex the night she went missing. According to local authorities, the records show that Isaac Moy left the apartment building at 7.20 a.m. on October 10th and walked back to a wooded area near his own home. And according to Unique's son, there's more proof that Isaac Moy may be a suspect. Because her son remembers seeing Isaac Moy at the apartment that night in 2010, he told police that he recalled hearing arguing and muffled screams. But wait, there's more. The DNA of Isaac was found on a couch cushion that had been in Unique's apartment. In 2018, D.C. Superior Court granted a petition for presumption of death of Unique Harris, and the death certificate was issued. Three years later, in 2020, a witness comes forward that incriminates Isaac Moy in the disappearance of Unique Harris. In 2020, a witness in custody told investigators that Isaac Moy had mentioned a missing girl to him, but allegedly said, quote, that they will never get him because he did it the right way, so they will never figure it out, end quote. This is basically a murder confession. According to the Metropolitan Police Department, members of the Capital Area Regional Fugitive Task Force arrested Isaac Moy in December of 2020 for second-degree murder of Unique Harris while armed. The family of Unique suffered through years of not knowing what happened to their loved one. Unique's sons face years of unanswered questions, fractured memories, and will have to face their whole life without their mother. There are still so many questions about Unique's death. What was the motive behind her murder? Who was Isaac Moy to Unique? Where is Unique's body? Unique's mother, Valencia, posts on Facebook periodically, sharing memories of her daughter and raising awareness for the missing, the exploited, and victims of domestic violence. She writes, quote, My child's life and passing will not be in vain. If you have any information about the case, contact the Metropolitan Police at 202-727-9099. If you'd like to listen to more episodes of the Lost Crimes Library, you can find it on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at the LCL Pod for any podcast updates. 
Remember, sharing is caring, so make sure to share this podcast and also leave a review. It helps a lot. And don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss any new episodes. This episode was written and hosted by Nisa Henderson, and it was produced by Channing Tapp and Nisa Henderson. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.